It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, yo, are you ready for war? Then bring it on. Not craftmatic like a stripper. When it's out, you throw your cash at it. Hope I don't rat tat it. From the hash and grass once again, I am not Troy, as Troy has chosen that this is a good week to get that volcanic, ulcer-sized volcano lanced off of his ass, but I have slid into the host chair, I will be here this week letting you know everything that's going on in the world of professional wrestling, but I'm not doing it by myself, because here to talk some WWE with me, as always, is my one true love from NXT rundown every Thursday. Ginger's in the house. Ginger, what's up? Hey, getting love on the show immediately? That's Well, well last weird, week we were bro. getting love off the show, apparently, according to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, yes. we are both back this week, so... Uh, and uh, we are not alone because the one constant, the person who seems to be the only one on all the time, <laughs> John Venrick in the house. John, what's up, bud? Uh, somehow I, I, I'm the person who gets to ro- watch Raw every week, so, you know. There you go. I watch it even on the weeks on God, which is sort of sadomasochistic, but uh, <laughs> we don't just have Raw to talk about. We don't just have SmackDown to talk about because we have a pay-per-view to discuss, too, because... This week we found out what it's like living in fast lane. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, fast lane 2021 took place, and we'll get to that in just a little bit. But before we get there, because I had other shit to do and prep for this show, someone else took over the news desk this week. So, Ginger, what do we got in the news? Well, this is a little bit of a different feel in this chair. Sometimes you got to uh, switch it up to keep things fresh, you know? Yeah, you got to switch hit, man. Sometimes you got to be a woman, you know? It just is what it is. <laughs> What? Nothing. Just take this so, dick and shut up. <laughs> uh, well, we'll start off with some kind of really shitty news. Uh, and me and Jason discussed this last week on NXT Rundown. And William Regal announced, I can confirm this incredibly unfortunate news and make the difficult decision to vacate the WWE NXT tag team titles. Furthermore, I will address the state of the titles further tomorrow night on NXT. Um, For those of you that did not watch Rundown or or watch NXT or listen to the Rundown, Danny Burch took a really shitty suplex and landed directly on his shoulder and was out the rest of the match. This was in the first, like, three minutes of the fucking match. So, yeah, yeah, it was not good. Uh, Like I said, me and Jace discussed it. So, um, yeah, broken shoulder. Uh, Separated shoulder. 
se- I'm sorry, I separated shoulder. Uh, they put the x-ray up, and it's the correct one, unlike Johnny Gargano had a few weeks back. <laughs> and, yeah, it doesn't look fun. No. does not look fun for him. Uh, super shitty, especially going into the, I'll say it, the biggest wrestling week end of the year. Well, this year it's kind of a whole week. But, it is a whole week, literally. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's really shitty because that's... I'm surprised they're not squeezing a new still... pay-per-view into the Sunday before WrestleMania's pay-per-view. I'm surprised. I'm surprised they aren't having a special next Saturday. Why not? <laughs> um, yeah, but given yeah, the uh, given, way they, <laughs> given the way they handled the uh, women's situation, I'm guessing they're just going to give the titles to MSK since they won the Dusty. Uh, <laughs> that would only make sense, but my guess, it's got to be a fucking quick tournament. Uh, and the oh, I don't think so. No, no, I think you're just going to get. Uh, Grizzled Young Vets versus MSK. MSK had the title shot. They've been still pushing with the Vets. You don't really have time to put together a tournament. You're talking about, what, two weeks till the fucking event? Yeah, you, I think you, they're just going to make it... Uh, no, I, I think they're just going MSK and the Vets. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll find out this week, obviously, but that would be my pick. Yeah. Uh, especially, John. especially with all the COVID stuff going on, you're down a bunch of talent for one, oh, yeah. and for two, you want to limit the amount of people in the building at that point, so a tournament is probably not in the cards right now. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a shitty situation. John, what do you got? Um, Always sucks when someone gets hurt. I'm not big on, uh, like, I guess either member of that team, really. Like, it, they, they don't do a ton for me, but, like, okay. you know, it sucks sucks that people get hurt and you have to sort of scramble to make plans. But, uh, you know, you might might end up getting, uh, getting an, an entertaining match out of the fallout anyway, so, you know. Now, Hypothetically, let's say it is MSK and Grizzled Young Vets. They're putting the titles on the Vets, right? Oh, absolutely. I would think so. I mean, MSK yeah. got the win in the Dusty, so you don't want them to win, beat them twice in a row. Oh. There's more money in the chase for MSK. You know, I was going to say, Chase. Yeah, so I, I would I would assume they're going on the Vets if, if that's the match. So do, do they have that match at That would takeover, be my assumption, yeah. Yeah, I would think so too. Okay. Yeah. Uh, as long as... Uh, who is it? Lee? Lee's hand is broken, yes. right? Okay, so as long as this is healed, but they had him on TV throwing helmets last week, so exactly. I think he'll be okay. Sure. So vacant adds another title reign onto <laughs> his track record. Uh, congratulations to vacant, and <clears throat> they actually just announced that Karrion Cross will be taking on. Uh, Oni Lorcan on Wednesday, so that should be an interesting match. Oh, so he's going to hurt the other one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'll say I don't believe that was Cross's fault, but I think no, Birch no, didn't get no. over enough, but no. which has sort That's of been the story of his shit. career. Um, <laughs> Hitting them with fire right there. Yeah. Told you, I got a fucking uh, headache tonight. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be angry, Jason. Angry Jason. Taking shots everywhere. Shots. 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 shots, 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 I can can write AEW theme songs, too. My God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Moving on, we'll go to... Let's see. 
We have we got a small one. Batista will not be inducted inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame this year. Uh, he sent out a tweet today saying he had previous so, obligations. Hold on, hold on, hold on. before you go there, oh, Ginger. Oh. Yeah. When did this story break to the world? Uh, last week. No, no, no. When did the, when did the website start reporting that Batista wasn't doing it? Uh, was it today? Yeah. When when, when okay. did I say it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got the inside scoop, brother, brother. <laughs> just saying. I just I just have a question for you. Sure. How big is Batista's dick? Well, let me answer that question with a question. Have you ever seen the movie Anaconda? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hit us up, Dana Burke. Let us know. Uh, uh, he said, by my request, they have agree- agreed to induct me at a future ceremony where I'll be able to properly thank the fans and people who made my career possible. So it's uh, we we're not seeing an actual induction ceremony, right? Uh, so or let's, are let's, let's talk about this because it was a source of discussion in our host thread. Mm-hmm. So the story I have heard, and and this was the story I heard originally when I was told he wasn't he he had sort of pulled himself out, mm-hmm. was that he immediately made the decision after they announced that Hulk Hogan was going to be hosting WrestleMania. He had and if you guys if you guys follow Dave on Twitter, he's a pretty liberal left wing dude. Like he's not. Uh, he's very socially conscious. He's very up on that stuff. Um, so it was sort of fit his character, given the history of Hulk Hogan and the um, things his name's been associated with, that it might not be something that Dave would want his name associated with. Um, so that was how I heard it. Now, Troy seems to buy into the story that Dave's putting out there, that's being put out there on Dave's behalf now, um, of just has too much stuff going on to which my response is it's a virtual ceremony. You can record your acceptance speech at any time and deliver it if you wanted to do that. (laughs) Um, So the whole, I have other obligations thing sort of doesn't really hold water. If you want to believe that, Um, you know, Troy believes it. That's fine. Um, I've heard from the people I've heard from and I trust those people. And like I said, I, I knew about this a week before it was out there. So, I will, you know, err on the side of the people I've heard it from. So um, take with it what you will. I mean, the downside is obviously Batista won't be going to the Hall of Fame this year. He's still going to have a spot. They'll get him in there at some point in the future year. But, um, you know, and and if if it is what I've heard it is, then good on Dave for taking a stand on something. Yeah, absolutely. Um, John? Agreed. Uh, Like, (laughs) I, I, I... I, yeah, I wouldn't want to fucking have my name with that Hogan stink either. So like. it really amazes me that they're doing that. I, I mean, I suppose it shouldn't, but <laughs> to go to that to make that decision with everything going on in the world right now, with all the racial tension we're dealing with right now, to go, yeah, we're gonna have Hulk Hogan host, but don't worry. Because he's doing it with a black guy. <laughs> right. So all those N-bombs, they go away because he's standing next to Titus. Titus yeah, is cool with it. 
Hey, Vince McMahon said it on live television. Different time, my friend. It wasn't good then either. <laughs> no, absolutely But different not. time in the world. Um, yeah, I just, you know, like I said, I, I we'll, we'll agree to disagree, but, uh, you know, it's it sucks for the fans that they don't get to see him going, but they will eventually. Yeah, but uh, I'd rather see it with the full crowd there and everything yeah, else. Sure. They're really sort of downplaying the, the 2020 inductees. I haven't heard them mention them at all. Like, it's been all the 2021 guys that they've talked about. Mm-hmm. Like, they really didn't mention Dave now. I don't know how long this conversation was going on with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but they haven't mentioned the Bellas at all. Like, they, none of the people who were supposed to go in last year have gotten any mention at all. Yeah. Which is a little bit of a surprise since they're supposedly combining them here. And obviously, and, and the other reason you can you can tell that this is not being taken as seriously in terms of like the virtual ceremony and whatnot, they're not going for big, huge names this time around. No, Bischoff is is, is a big name, yeah. I guess, but he's not a big WWE name. He's a big WCW name. Um, speaking of which, it's interesting because a lot of people were up in arms that he wasn't going in with the NWO, but. Now he's going to be going in at the same time, so yeah. what are you going to do? Um, but yeah, it's it's a little strange to me that they're completely sort of no-selling all the people who didn't get their moment last year. So, I don't know. Eh. Eh. I'm not worried about it. It's last year. Okay. And also, also uh, it means the Bellas they're... get one less moment. So, you know, that's cool. Yes. I'm yeah. sure they're still going to have their ceremonies, their speeches. <laughs> if you listened to the award-winning Twat Magic here on the Rundown Wrestling Network, uh, Troy pointed out that they said on their podcast they had to get a stylist and stuff and get their hair done for their awards acceptance. So they're planning on doing it. <laughs> and shame on you guys for not listening to Twat Magic. It's it's the one show on the network that I've never listened to. You should. It's just for Troy and Lisa's personalities and the way they shit all over them. You would actually enjoy it if you dislike the Bellas. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that that's the best pitch I've heard for it. There you go. Because I do um, dislike oh, yeah. them. It's not a show for people that actually like the Bellas, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, anyways... Let's take a little trip down the aisle that we've been visiting for just about a year now. COVID aisle. Charlotte Flair announced Monday night that she is tested positive for COVID-19. <laughs> Flair is not... Oh, you got something? Or are you, you just no, no, breathing? I, was, I said that's all right. Flair has not wrestled since defeating Shayna Baszler on Raw on March 1st. It is yet to be determined whether she will appear at WrestleMania 37 in April as WWE hosts its first live event in over a year. Uh, she then tweet, she's tweeted out, I know everyone has been wondering where I've been. I tested positive for COVID and have been home resting. Uh, thank, thank you for your love. So, uh, yeah, that's a little bit of a hit to the WrestleMania card. Do you think a little bit? I think Charlotte deserves a Mania match. Sure, it just sucks. You know, that, that's my point. Like I think she deserves to be there. I I feel it kind of sucks that she's not a part of Mania this year, honestly. And you know me, I'm I'm not the big fan of her, but I think she does deserve more in Mania. I'm more excited about the replacement match. <laughs> well, you say replacement, I say placeholder until she's back. 
But yes, um, we'll talk about that later. Um, yeah, it's just I, I mean, you don't want anybody to. You hate to hear of any of these people dealing with this, and it sucks. And mm-hmm. it's unfortunately the world we're living in right now. Obviously, you know, she, we we know she's done a lot of work with her dad, who's obviously at a high risk. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, I don't know his vaccination status. Hopefully, he's gotten vaccinated, he's safe, and everything. But mm-hmm. um, Andrade seemed to, and we'll talk about him in a minute, uh, seemed to indicate that she was almost out and she'd be back on TV in time for WrestleMania. Ric Flair seemed to indicate she won't. So a little bit of a mixed message there. We don't really know. Um, but hopefully she rests up. I, I, I sort of knew something was going on when she came out and challenged Asuka, we knew Asuka wasn't there, so Asuka didn't respond. But then she just wasn't there the last two weeks when Asuka was there. So obviously something was going on. So, And WWE clearly, to their credit at least, not hiding behind it because not only allowing that tweet to, to be just released as it was, but also mentioning it on the body of the show, which we'll talk about later, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, best wishes for Charlotte for a quick return, and uh, I look forward to that triple threat at WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god no more female triple threats please oh it's happening i i mean probably yes but i i'd like it not to i think Rhea deserves to not be in triple threat title match with charlotte without charlotte i'm sorry uh but, yeah, but do you, you know, think you'd have to admit there's a certain extra to Rhea winning the title from Charlotte at WrestleMania after last year. I would agree with that. Okay, but. so if if she beat just Charlotte for the championship, absolutely. But if she pins Charlotte to win the championship, it's really not any different. But the way... Oh, go ahead, John. I was just going to ask, if I were handicapping the odds, I feel like Asuka is the most likely person to take the pin. Uh, unless they are specifically going for that moment. But like, I feel like I, they just don't care about Asuka. Like, and then, like, you can sort of spin Rhea... Oh! You can spin Rhea and uh, and Charlotte off into a post-mania thing where they can sort of, like, pick that up and uh, give her her win over if that's what they want. Well, Rhea, Charlotte, and the Japanese talent have a history on pay-per-view, so, you know... I just don't want it to be a triple threat. That's the only problem. I just don't don't want it. Sorry. Hate to be the bearer uh, of bad news. I mean, assuming so, Charlotte's healthy, obviously that's the big question mark. Oh yeah, that's yeah. If Charlotte's absolutely. healthy, it's definitely going to be a triple threat. Because who else do you put with Charlotte, honestly? Uh Charlotte just doesn't wrestle. You just said she deserves a mania match. Oh, I know. So if she's no, healthy and ready to go, no, no, listen. I I think she deserves to be a mania. I just don't want a triple threat match. <laughs> That's my problem. Hey, you know what like, though? You know what though? You know what though? If you believe the reports, the original plan for WrestleMania was Lacey was going to beat Oscar for the title at that pay per view, and then face Charlotte for the title at WrestleMania. I will take a triple threat over a Lacey Evans Charlotte Flair match at WrestleMania. <laughs> That was I honestly agree. what I thought they were going to do as as well. Like yeah. when they were building Lacey up, it's like yeah. they don't care about Oscar, so they're just going to have Lacey pick this up. So and Lacey Evans tweeted her. that she got her WrestleMania gear, so she was clearly planning special gear and everything. So yeah. she was planning a high profile match at that event. 
Oh my god. I'm sure that would well, have been great. <laughs> uh best wishes to Charlotte. We uh we're pulling for you. We you seem like you're okay if you're tweeting it out, but we'll we'll see you. See you in three weeks at Mania. Well, no, no, no. I mean, she'd have to show up more than, right? Yeah, she wasn't on TV last week, so we don't know how long she's actually been in quarantine. True. So she could be back. I think Andrade seemed to say four more days in his tweet, so I don't know. But um, Also, this, the, short, the, the quarantine time by the CDC has been shortened for those who are asymptomatic, so I think it's mm. 10 days at that point, so she might be back sooner than we think. And ready to set up that triple threat match. Um, wow. Do we have any news on anybody who might be Charlotte adjacent? I was just about to say, <laughs> it's funny that you bring up Andrade. On, what was it, Sunday? No. Uh, let's see. When, when well, did we this talked about it Thursday up? originally. Did we? Yep. We talked about the request. Oh, yes. The request happened, but... Up until Sunday, WWE tweeted out, WWE has come to terms on the release of Andrade. We wish him all the best in all of his future AEW endeavors. So, he got what he asked for. That's cool of them. That was nice of them because I think he was probably like, guys, you're not fucking doing anything with me. Please, for the love of God, just let me go. And I don't blame him. I really don't fucking blame him. But it sucks to see him go. But if he can be used elsewhere, good. So, but. so to me, the surprising, the most surprising part of this story is, if you believe the reports, he was released without a ninety-day no compete, which yep. is almost unheard of. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, you know, tune in to Dynamite on Wednesday because both he and the Trinidad are complete free agents at this point, allowed to sign anywhere they want. Um, and I said in our host, I'll say it again. I will never at this point shit on AEW if they sign this guy or if they sign them as a package and bring them in because WWE absolutely fucking dropped the ball with them, missed out on a big opportunity. Uh, they have trouble building stars in the Latin community and They've decided to have Dominic Mysterio on TV every week <laughs> and didn't even get Andrade drafted. Now, I don't know if any. Uh, there, I hate bringing up stuff like this on the air, but there are rumors backstage that some of this heat came from the fact that Vince had been actively telling Charlotte things like, This guy's not good for you, he'll bring you down yada 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 and he didn't take kindly to that and i don't know how true any of that is it's just something that i've heard rumored around purely speculation absolutely um if that's the case you wonder how that weighs on charlotte too um but it is something we know happened with Paige and alberto del rio so it's not entirely outside the realm of possibility that it happened here as well although i don't i've never gotten any indication i've I, i mean i had been told prior to anything really coming out that Del Rio was a piece of shit by people who who knew. Um, I've never heard anything like that. I've have never heard anything but praise for Andrade and what a great guy he is and how hard he works. And um, So I don't think it's anything like that. I, I, I really don't know what it would be, but it sucks. It, it's, it's just a... Com- There's so many 
potential megastars being wasted on this roster right now. And it's it's really disappointing. And I don't understand. We have to have Randy Orton on TV every week and Rey Mysterio and The Miz. And meanwhile, we've got mm-hmm. guys who could be amazing in-ring performers. And they just they can't even get a whiff of it. It, it's, it boggles the mind. I mean, Ricochet, Alistair Black, Buddy Murphy, you know, Andrade, like the list goes on and on. I, I will never understand it. I really won't. John? Um, I, my thought is good for him, you know, being able to get out there and like do something because it's got to be pretty frustrating to just be in that position where you want to work and you're just not getting, getting used. Yeah. And I wonder if like, you know, I don't know if Charlotte has this much pull, but do you think it's possible that Charlotte could be part of the reason why the no compete was dropped or is she that influential? That part of me wonders if, if so if that, if that story I heard was true, that Vince was trying to rally Charlotte against him, for example, and Mm -hmm. it had something to do with the fact that he's Mexican. I don't know. Again, throwing that out there, it's it's sort of the, the thing that I've heard. Andrade would seem to have sort of the ability to make Vince publicly look very fucking bad if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. And perhaps the, I'll keep my fucking mouth shut, you don't give me a 90-day no-compete, and you let me go. Mm-hmm. Maybe that conversation happened. I don't know. I'm, I'm purely well, speculating here. Well, and uh, I'll throw out his uh, tweet uh, that he replied with. I want you to thank at Triple H, at Heyman Hustle, and at Real King Regal for all their these years and great support that they gave me all these years. Also, to the fans who were also supporting me, a big hug to all the talent and workers who have who always behaved kindly to me. Hmm, there's a pretty important name missing in there. Yeah, there is. You caught that, did you? And that, and that is Vincent Kennedy McMahon. So, I mean. Trips, Hustle, and Regal knew exactly what they had, but Vince just didn't fucking see it. And fuck you, Vince, for that, because that's a big fuck-up on your part. I hated Andrade until I like understood the way he worked his matches, and I was like... This is fucking fantastic. Yeah, I was. Never, I, I, I was. I liked Andrade. Okay, I never saw him as a top guy until that match with Gargano at Takeover Philadelphia. Yep. yep. That was it. That's they fucking they fucked him. Well, I shouldn't <laughs> say they. Vince fucked him. Got a top talent right fucking there, and he's like, nope, no, I don't see it. You sir are a jackass. Well, I mean, the decisions lately are just increasingly erratic. You break up the Iconics, you have them work in tag teams. You break up Heavy Machinery, now Tucker's gone pretty much, but Otis is in another tag team. You break, like, it's just there's no logic or thought process to any of these moves. It's just, ah, I feel like doing this today. It's unbelievable, man. It really is. It's fucking sad. Yeah, it's crazy. Well... Um, Is that it for news, Ginger? I, I think that's it for news, ladies and gentlemen. Um, what, what, what what do we got? I guess what do we that, got now? I guess that means it's going to be time for a little segment that we like to call... The Good, 
the bad. All right, because of the pay-per-view, we're going to follow our pay-per-view week formats, which means we are going to give our good, bad, and what the fuck about SmackDown. Then we'll discuss the pay-per-view. Then we will go to Raw. So we're going to discuss things in the timeline. They sort of happened in reality. So let's start with SmackDown. And, Ginger, I'm going to give you a break since you just did all that hard work reading the news. So, John, what was your good from SmackDown? Uh, Because I feel like people are going to touch on, like, certain other aspects of the show i'm going to uh take another week to just say that i'm really enjoying seth rollins current heel character and i (laughs) continue to be surprised by that fact dude um i think i i believe it was you john that brought this up last week i like it because it's so over the top bullshit i believe Yeah. yeah it's I actually enjoy it as well because he's he's believing his own bullshit now, and it's one of those fucking snake oil salesman guys. But it's like he's doing it fucking all in like a weird cartoony wink at the camera kind of way. That's really working mm-hmm. for me. So the best description I heard was that he's doing the same promos that got people to hate him as a face, and now it's working because he's a heel. <laughs> <laughs> so it, yeah, it's just not, had to make the switch. Yeah, it's, he's sort of doing his Twitter game now on TV. Um, Ginger, what was your good? My good. And Lord bless me because I can't believe I'm about to actually fucking say this in a good section. I enjoyed Sasha Banks versus Nia Jax. So so one of my goods was Sasha got through the match without getting injured by Nia. (laughs) (laughs) But it was actually a good match though like yeah. uh the dude i'm sorry but naya needs to continuously use that stretch muffler slam into so, the fucking corner so yes that was great however they mm-hmm. the, the announcers sold it like it was this innovative thing they've never seen before when naya did it on the show last week did she do it no no, no she did it on nxt though did she okay that's it was right. NXT. Yeah. you're right yep. you know, think of it. you're right oh. yeah because I heard that was too. Dakota, out. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, yes, and I mean that's a good way to see have Corey just chime in. Hey, she did that on NXT last week. Like right. yeah. this stupid shit like that. But um, yeah, I enjoyed it, and like it actually like they used both of their styles to their advantage. Uh, I thought I thought they had a really good match, and I I'm fucking shocked. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It definitely wasn't bad. John, did you? Uh, how'd you feel about it? Um, I I feel like Sasha can bring anyone to an acceptable match. Um, pretty much. Um, I'm not like I I feel like when Nia controls matches, they get a little bit too plotting for me. But uh, that that beginning stretch where Sasha was kind of taking it to her, I really I I enjoyed that part of it. Got a little bored with some of the uh, Nia controls and slows things down bits, but... How about Reginald? How'd you like Reginald's involvement? Oh, my God. Uh, fuck him? <laughs> okay. More, so, more on many... him later. Uh, hold on, I gotta, I gotta check my what the fucks are bad if I put that in there. <laughs> oh, he'll be discussed later. Oh. Don't worry, Ginger. Oh, yeah, yeah, he will be. Yep. He, he will definitely be discussed later. Um, Alright, so, 
it is a uh, good, bad, and what it was well, a good section for SmackDown. So allow me to fall back into my normal routine and say <laughs> Roman Reigns promo with Daniel Bryan uh, was really entertaining. Now, it wasn't quite necessarily to the same exact level that Roman's been doing. Um, but I like the fact that he mentioned Brian calling himself the king of the head of the table last week. He said he could re- misrepresent himself, but he's not going to lie about him. He has no chance of being tapped out at Fastlane. It's more likely that Dan will shoot lightning out of his ass and grow wings like a bird and fly away. Um, he'd rather lose his arm or die than be tapped out to somebody like Brian. Uh, great job. I mean, conveyed everything he needed to convey and set up what was going to happen at the pay-per-view very, very nicely. Uh, Of course, Brian's response, nobody thinks they can get tapped until they get tapped. Um, (laughs) Right. But, uh, no, I thought these two did a really nice job. There was definite intensity and hate, and and you could feel it, and it really felt like a real visceral promo. I enjoyed it. Uh, Roman brings out the best in people. Yeah, 100%. And then, of so, course, my uh, my honorable mention for good uh, was I actually really enjoyed the match between Edge and Jey Uso. I thought they, they worked really well together. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that I did like about Edge, he reminded people how to fucking sell. Um, people that just bump and don't sell, watch that match and take some fucking notes, guys. Yeah. Please. Yep. Everything mattered. Yep. I, yeah. Um, I had a quick honorable mention, which it. was I got a just couple. the fucking uh, the Haluva kick on Kevin Owens just oh. coming into frame. Dude. That looked really fucking stiff. Okay, I love that was, alternate camera like angle was... where you saw it from the side at first, and then they shift and they show you the other angle where you see Sammy winding up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, you, it, it was delivered in a nice little handbasket that it was going to happen. But when it did, you were still like, holy shit, he just punted his fucking head yeah. <laughs> across the Thunderdome. Um, fantastic. Uh, I actually had another good two. Um, let me pot. Or, John, finish yours. And we'll, oh, that uh, was it. I it? just, that oh, kick okay. fucking right. ruled. <laughs> uh, Dominic Mysterio just taking some brutal fucking offense in those tag team matches. Uh, the clothesline from Ford. Uh, that was stiff as fuck. The rolling German by Gable and the fucking splash by Otis. Holy shit. He took an ass whooping in this one. So kudos to him. I'll give him credit. Uh, Big E's psychotic-esque promo. Oh, okay. Well, that was on a different list of mine, but go ahead. Okay. I, fe- it- I enjoyed it because it was like... He was going to fucking kill him, and something might pop up on my another list of mine. But I enjoyed it. What 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 didn't you like about it, Jason? I, it just feels weird. Like it, it's almost like he's trying to cut the New Day promo, but make it sound serious. Like and, ah, like just is very he's preaching. Yeah, too much. Like, it didn't feel, like, authentic to me. I don't know. I just, I know some people liked it. For me, it just it didn't hit the right tone of a guy who was, and, and again, same thing. Like, these two guys are supposedly hating each other, and they're going to brawl over the building. Like, I never felt that from E. Like, I felt it from Apollo. I thought Apollo did a mm-hmm. nice job of conveying that. 
from E, it just felt like he was trying hard. It, it didn't feel real. It felt like he was trying, like, this is how I'm supposed to act when I'm mad. Like, with, yeah. with Apollo, it felt genuine to me, but not, not E. I haven't thought I, E's felt... When E's not doing com- comedy, I have a hard time connecting with him. All right. I actually really didn't like Big E's promo as well. Like, it didn't land for me. Mm-hmm. And, like... I think a lot of it was just it. It felt like over the top in a in a situation where it didn't like serve it to be over the top. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it didn't feel like you said believable. It just yeah. you know felt like he was trying to convey something without really understanding how to do it. Yeah, All right, like well, the words I didn't have an issue with. Like the content of the promo was fine, right. but the delivery yeah. like yeah. didn't work for me. Same. Well, screw you guys. All right. Fuck y'all. <laughs> All right, well, you can get back at us, Ginger, by starting off and telling us what your bad was for SmackDown. Okay, bad for SmackDown. Did we really need Sammy versus Corbin? No. That was also my bad. We don't ever <laughs> like, need Corbin. Uh, I mean, they had been a reluctant team. No, 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 before you go on hold, hold. Poor Sammy having the job to Corbin. <laughs> It was to set up his Mania match, but uh, they'd been sort of the reluctant team. Corbin had sort of kept saying that he didn't want to be teaming with Sammy, and then last week Sammy jumped the line to take the U.S. T- the, the uh, Intercontinental title match from him. So uh, there was actually a reason behind the match. It actually made sense from a storyline perspective, but I just don't ever need to see Baron Corbin wrestle again. If I had, if I had power in that company, he would be one of the first people I would I would no longer be using. That guy's on TV every fucking week, and Buddy Murphy's not. I'd, I'd rather Black see not. than Braun. Oh, we'll talk about Braun later, too. <laughs> that discussion's going to happen. Um, all right, so anything else on that? No. Okay, just... that was your bad, too, you said, John? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's just, like... A, I hate it when they give us a Sami Zayn match and they don't let him actually wrestle, like regardless of who the opponent is. And yeah, but in this situation, in this situation, though, it made sense because he was I, just oh, and just I, I understand what I, you're saying, but sometimes he's really good. To, let him. I know. <laughs> we know, but you know, it's just sometimes leading into possibly a really fucking good match between him and Owens at Mania could. You no, know, he can take a hit for a match. Sucks, but, you know. All right. Well, allow me to point out that after last week getting pinned in the middle of the ring, this week the person in the match some people want to be the main event of night one of WrestleMania, Bianca Belair, got completely wiped the fuck out by Tamina and Natalia. Why? Why is this happening? Why are we? Why are we not protecting this woman? Why is she? Why does she feel so just average? She's the EST, but she feels like just another woman wrestler. She doesn't feel that all that shine from winning the Royal Rumble to me is gone at this point. She she's getting pinned regularly. She's getting her ass kicked by. I mean, let's be honest, the equivalent of jobbers in the women's division at this point. I mean, this w- this makes no fucking sense. I mean, this story should have been, if they wanted to do it, Tamina and Natalia wipe out Shayna, and then Bianca just kicks the shit out of them to show her dominance. Uh, 
but this was completely wrong. This was the absolute wrong way to do this. Oh, hey, uh, there's my what the fuck. Same. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, what the fuck are Tamina and Natalia doing on my TV? They have no business being involved in any title picture of any kind, nonetheless, even interfering in a segment involving the SmackDown Women's Championship. They serve no, pur- they serve no purpose. No purpose and, at all on my television. They're getting fucking pushed hard lately. Exactly. It is infuriating. It's fucking mind-boggling. Every time around, every year around WrestleMania, we get a, a Tamina push. Every single year. Which I don't understand it. It boggles the mind for sure. It's almost like uh. she she's like Vince. My dad told me stories about how he saved his ass when he killed that woman. <laughs> you don't want those stories to come out? I want a spot at WrestleMania. Yep. Or alternately, uh, Vince. I can also kill <laughs> you. Whoa. Well, that's uh, aggressive there, John. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just... Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's... It's fucked up. Like, you, you are right, though. It's, it's like, dude, why Mania every single fucking year? Um, she was with fucking... Uh, wasn't she with Nia last year? Wasn't her and Nia Jax? Yeah. In the tag team women's match? No, oh my no, God. it wasn't last week. Didn't she face Bailey last year? Wasn't yeah, she, she had a singles uh, title match, didn't she? I don't know if it was singles. I think she was oh, in that, like yes. six person women's Because remember Stephanie showed up on SmackDown to like screw over Bailey and make her defend the title against like six different people? Yep, yep, yep. And she was in there. Yeah. And then she got the singles match at the next pay-per-view after us. Oh, okay, that's what it was. I, I, I thought I remembered there being a singles match. Yeah. Unreal. And it's not being great. Yeah. Because, you know, Tamina. Right. <laughs> Tamina uh, will... T- anybody have any other bads? Um, no. All right, so Lau, since you guys both did your what-the-fucks, right? Right. Yeah. All right, that We're worked on the out. Same trend this week. So then I will finish off this segment with my what the fuck, which was the tag team scene on SmackDown, because we start with, for some reason, the Mysterios defeating the Street Profits, uh, at which point the Alpha Academy comes down, and then they beat the Mysterios, and nobody wrestles the champions at the pay per view, because what the fuck? <laughs> Now, clearly we're setting up for like a fatal four-way for the titles at WrestleMania. I'm, I, that's the assumption I'm getting from yeah. the way they're telling the story, but this is awful. This is terrible. <laughs> yeah. The way you present this is awful. Like, <laughs> I don't know why it just made me fucking laugh, but it's so fucking true. It's just terrible. It's so bad. Uh, of all those teams, the one that shouldn't lose to any of these other teams is the Street Profits, and they're the ones that lost. Yes. Yeah. At least the Mysterios have the out for losing to the Alpha Academy that they had just wrestled former fucking tag team champions in the Street Profits in back-to-back matches. Meanwhile, fucking Rude Dolphin is just sitting there watching. Because... Have they defended the title since they won them? I don't even remember. Uh, no, and uh, actually, uh, Cole actually called them out on it. Oh, there you go. On commentary, he's like, when was the last time you guys defended those? Guess what? They haven't. Oh, that's awful. Just terrible. Um, and I did have one more, 
which is as much as I enjoyed Edge versus Jey Uso, did Edge really need to kick out of Jey's finish for that match to work? I just I, I, I don't know. He kicked out of the big splash, and I didn't really love it. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. Small nitpicks, but... Little nitpick, yeah. Okay. Shit happens. Small one. What are you going to do? All right. So that is... Anybody else have anything else for SmackDown? Um, I can't think of anything. All right. Nope. Well, that is going to take us to life in the fast lane as WWE fast lane took place this week. Uh, now, did either of you guys watch on the cock? I had, yeah, uh, no. you, I, I had to, yeah. You had to. I, I watched on the WWE network. WWE. Well, I know, but I had canceled my subscription. Uh, okay. on, yeah, it ran so, out. So, so before we get to the actual pay-per-view itself, how did you find the viewing experience on the cock? People were kind of bitching about a few things. Yeah. Personally, I don't mind. Oh, you can't rewind. Well, don't don't rewind. Just watch it live, and like you get you. I'm sure you're gonna get the replay for whatever the whatever the hell you wanted to fucking see. Um, but I I didn't mind it. But the one thing that I didn't like on the cock compared to WWE Network was. When the pay-per-view ended, it just went, this broadcast is has ended. It didn't, like... They don't have live do what I like. Yeah, d- right. yeah. It didn't go to, um, like, the next thing that was going to be playing on the WWE Network. Right. So, because they would always do the specials after the pay-per-views. But, I mean, besides that, I, I enjoyed it. I liked it. On the cock. I like the cock. Yeah. All right. uh, I ended up having to watch it on WWE Network because the reality is I got home late because Jackson had late baseball practice. So by the time I got home, the show had already started. And one of the complaints that people have is actually accurate that on Peacock, at least currently, you can't go back to the beginning and start watching from the beginning. You have to watch live from where oh. they are. Uh, so then I had to go to WWE Network to start to watch it from the beginning. So... Uh, that is definitely, to me, a valid complaint because that would have been a pain in the ass for me if I didn't have the option to go back, which I won't for WrestleMania, so, you know. One assumes the reason that they did this with Fastlane is so that they can iron out those kinks for WrestleMania, though, right? I would hope so, but the rumor oh, yeah. that this is a problem has been going on for a month or so now, so that's something that they knew about prior to that and still didn't address it. But, gotcha. So, so I have yet to watch a pay-per-view on the cock. I will uh, have no choice for WrestleMania, though, so we'll see how that goes for that. Uh, that's sort of a big, 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 big event. That's your tentpole, and uh, mm-hmm. you want to make that viewing experience for people as amazing as it can be. So hopefully they uh, they step up for that one. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but we kicked off, and for the first time, this is a historic night on the WWE Rundown, ladies and gentlemen, because we're going to start talking about the kickoff show, and one person on the panel tonight watched this match, <laughs> and it was Ginger. It was me. <laughs> uh, the, main event, the main event of the kickoff show, I guess you would call it. Uh, Riddle, <laughs> Riddle defended the United States title against Mustafa Ali. Ginger, tell us about this. Uh, it was an okay match. It wasn't as good as I thought it could have been it was actually really like a kind of a downer but i mean what do you expect on the kickoff show like it's but overall i thought they clicked well uh and then 
Retribution is finally done. Um, yeah. Let's just hope they put Dijak by himself and not in a tag team with, uh, what was he, Mace. Crowbar? Mace? Yes, Mace. Uh, yeah, he, he doesn't need to be in a tag team, please. <laughs> put him on TV as Dominic Dijakovic. That's it. 24-7 and champion. Put Dio, Dio Madden on not TV? God, yeah. <laughs> get him on. Put him back on commentary. I thought he was great on commentary. Or just put him in the ring with Brock Lesnar and never have him wrestle again. Because they <laughs> have that feud from uh, last year the year before. So, uh, yeah. Match is okay. Who's that? That's good. All right. Everything else I didn't watch. I just went okay. to the match. All right. Uh, so then we kicked off the main show, and by the way, we have predictions we'll go through in a moment. We kicked the show off with the Women's Tag Team Championship. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, the champions, defending against Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. <sighs> a lot of Reggie. Mm. Yeah. Ginger, how'd you like this? I fucking hated this match. I knew you would. This was a... T- this was a total Debbie Downer of a fucking match. Um, you know, it's it's really sad because... But, there, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. There was one positive. They did not put those tag team championships on Bianca and Sasha. So that's a plus side of this. But the match overall, the match was a fucking demo- a debacle. From bell to bell, it was just fucking awful. The ending sucked. Everything sucked. It was just bad. This match fucking sucked. <laughs> it was so bad. It was awful. So I'm done saying this match sucked. <laughs> John? Uh, this match sucked. Okay. Um, <laughs> and all of the things that you said about like the build for the uh for the mania program between like Sasha and Bianca apply to like the fucking end of this match too it's just so so they, the end of this match what really John's good. referring to is uh Sasha gets was just she's got the bank statement locked in and yeah. uh Bianca and, gets shoved into her that breaks it up and then uh we end up with a pinfall where Sasha eats the pin. Roll up a doom. Yeah. Um, And then at the end, Sasha complains about Bianca, calls her a rookie, and slaps her in the face. And because Bianca is the EST and the tough badass, she just stands there looking very confused about the fact that she just got the shit slapped out of her. uh, And Sasha just walks away. By the way, by the way. Sasha's going back to her original hair color, I think, for WrestleMania, because that, that hair, the, she, the blue is growing out. She's definitely not continuing to keep that blue going. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I, uh, heel turn for Sasha, obviously, is the intent here. Um, but I just Did anyone else find it weird that, like, Bianca cut a promo, like, on the WrestleMania sign? Like, she was, like, po- like pointing and talking at the sign. And well, as we oh, dis- after yeah, as we will discuss on Monday, apparently just pointing to the sign creates a whole graphics package too. So, um, you know, <laughs> the point that that sign has power, man. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so fucking sla- tired of the sign. When she slapped her, 
and she did nothing. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? When somebody hits you, you fucking hit them back. Right. Especially what if you're supposed to be the fuck? toughest, the roughest. Yes. The yeastiest, whatever. Um, but we had, uh, for the first time that I can remember, guys, 20 people participated in our predictions poll this time around. Whoa. Yeah, a lot of the. Whoa. Thank you all for uh, the tremendous support. We have myself, and I'm going to read the names people entered. So, uh, myself, Bruno, Fuck Nia Jax Tomas, uh, Jackson, <laughs> Jeffy's Pud, Fetus Rhodes, Ginger Almost Forgot, Sal is High AF, this might be my favorite, El Ijo Del Dico Loco. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Good uh, job. Queen Stick, Blind Fury, Troy Eater of Ass, God's a Juggalo, David K, It's Me, It's Me, It's ZDP, Remo Gendro, uh, Reginald Loves Naya's Hole, which is an interesting name, uh, John, Joshua Sanicaster, uh, Jacob Bishop, and Lindsay Hardy. So thank you all for joining in. And uh, letting us know your thoughts. And everybody except myself, Lisa, uh, Remo, and Jacob picked Naya and Shayna to win. Four of us thought they would get a little bit more creative, but uh, we were all tragically wrong. They just went the cheap, easy route. And uh, Naya and Shayna retained. So That brings us to our next match, which was for the Intercontinental Championship as Big E took on Apollo Crews. And probably the most fucked up ending of the night because we got to this. There was a cover by Apollo where there was like a two and then a quick reversal by Big E into a three that didn't feel like it was supposed to be the end of the match, but it was. So Big E seemed confused. Yeah, Big E retains the Intercontinental title, and I don't think any of us understood why. But the match itself, I actually enjoyed. I thought they worked well together. Um, Apollo, I'm, I'm really digging this new Apollo character. Um, mm. I think he's got some real sort of um, gravitas to him that he's, he never had as a face. I think this heel turn has been beautiful for him. Um, you know, people can bitch about accents or whatever the fuck they want. I don't care. But the character has given Apollo new life as a performer, and for that I, I'm happy because I'm enjoying him. Um, but this match was designed clearly to keep this thing going into Mania, but uh, it fell very flat to me. Um, so I enjoyed the first part of the match, and then the ending just kind of ruined it a little bit. It kind of put a damper on it for me, which kind of sucks because... Like I said, I thought the match was pretty good, but um, they both looked like they wanted to fucking kill each other, and that's what they were going for here. But we obviously did not hit that point of the match where, you know, they're going to go full bore with it, but that's because they're going to save it for WrestleMania. So do you, do, do we get a stipulation out of this match? I would think so, right? I would have to hope so. Yeah, like... Whoever drops stares on the other person wins. Like, <laughs> right. poor guy. that's what we're going for here, right? I would think so. It's going to be an exploding barbed wire ring match. There you go. Way better. Pretty low bar to clear, but yeah. 
That's the first rung on the uh, high jump. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, John, do you have any real any any other thoughts about this match? Uh, I I echo basically the idea that like what we got was good until that finish and like i think i i may have even been less disappointed in the finish if they had gotten a bit more time but like it was like five minutes yeah which which also begs the question was that supposed to be when the match ended i don't like honestly i don't think so because apollo like looked at the ref and just said fuck it went immediately back after big e like the match is still going right right some got it got fucked up that's pretty clear we've seen a lot of that and and you know what to the ref's credit because if the guy doesn't kick out yeah kick out yeah we we shit all over AEW refs for not doing that we can't really then in the next breath criticize WWE refs for doing it oh no no that's not on the ref that's on them exactly John, you were saying? Oh, I was just going to say, like, they didn't replay it either, which would also seem to suggest that, like, they were trying not to draw attention to the botchiness, but... Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that, too. I was like, oh, no replay for that one, huh? (laughs) Oh, man. But, yeah, I I have to assume they'll get more time at Mania, and we'll get the match that I was hoping we would get, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. As for our predictions... Correctly predicting Big E, question mark? Uh, myself, Jackson, Jeffy's Pud, Fetus Rhodes, El Ijo Del Bico Loco. I'm going to say that every <laughs> fucking time. Uh, Blind Fury, Gods of Juggalo, David K, uh, ZDP, and Josh and Jacob. So congrats to everybody who got that one correct. And that brings us to the third match, which was not on our prediction poll which I wish wasn't on the pay-per-view, Braun Strowman versus Elias. Of course, we found out earlier in the night Shane McMahon, quote-unquote, injured himself in training, and uh, Elias was the choice to fill in, the little choice by Shane McMahon to fill in for him and get his ass kicked by Braun Strowman. Uh, He did. He pinned him. I didn't give a shit. Fuck this match. Fuck this angle. Fuck Shane McMahon. Fuck Braun Strowman. Fuck choo-choo trains. Fuck everything. Uh, This match needed to never happen. No, but I will yeah. say I did like Elias's reaction when Shane's like, "By the way, you're filling in for me." And he's like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, uh, that was the only a- positive of the segment. But apparently, he he wasn't so mad that he wasn't going to perform a terrible song the next night. But oh my god, we'll we'll get into that. Mm, yeah, we will. I think <laughs> the less said about this match, the better. But uh, yeah. No predictions for that one. Nope, so nothing to talk about any further. So another match with no predictions because this was made last minute on SmackDown on the Go Home Show. Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, important to note, guys, when we do these prediction polls, we do them live on air when we do WWE right now, which is on a Tuesday. So if they add a match on SmackDown the night before, two nights before the pay-per-view, it's not going to be in our prediction poll. So sorry about that. And occasionally, apparently, judging by this prediction poll, Troy just assumes some shit's going to happen and puts it on the poll. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, so I'm just going with the matches that actually happened. Uh, yeah, but sh- uh, Seth took on Shinsuke Nakamura. Obviously, Nakamura sort of defending his buddy Cesaro, who is quote-unquote unable to um, be on the show because of the stomp he took, I guess, even though he was like sitting up and talking afterwards. Um, <laughs> I thought this was a good match. I actually really enjoyed uh seth and nakamura i thought they worked well together i just feel like this was such an afterthought match that it didn't have any heat to it that like with some right with some good promotion and some good build i think these two could really tear it down but in this case 
it ended with uh, Seth with a stomp to Shinsuke, which looked a little un- awkward as well. I don't know if you guys felt the same way about that. Um, but, you know, Seth apparently moving on now to Cesaro at WrestleMania, I would assume. So that, like, foot hook and then back kick by Seth was fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I didn't see which time it happened, but Seth definitely had bottom of the boot marks on his fucking face uh, like i said strong, i didn't see a strong style for nothing ginger oh my god dude you saw the fucking outlines of the bottom of the boot print uh so uh, i thought they worked great to be honest yeah, they're, uh, they're really good chemistry yeah uh, people on this network know that i'm not a huge fan of nakamura but i really enjoyed this match i thought they clicked very well they had some good spots mm-hmm. Um, and everything played out smoothly, and I definitely, like you said, uh, given the right program and everything, I think they could do something really well with these two. Yeah, absolutely. John? It it was the first point in the show where I didn't feel like I was wasting my time watching Fastlane, so there's that. Like, I agree with, like, the overall sentiment that, like, just throwing it together last minute didn't do either of them any favors. But, yeah, the the, the match itself was quality. All right. All right. So, again, that last minute, no uh, no predictions for that. But we do have predictions for our next match, which was Braveheart versus Sheamus uh, in a no-holds-barred match, which I don't think was really made super clear going into it that that stipulation was there. Uh, <laughs> I think they announced that on SmackDown as well. But not on Raw when they when they made the match. Right. <laughs> so, the, the, the brand that they wrestle on. Yeah. <laughs> um, because I remember you guys even talked last week on the show about how it was weird that they went from the stipulation match on TV to just a regular match on the pay-per-view, um, which definitely seemed odd, Which so I'm glad that they didn't, I guess. Um, but... <sighs> The problem these two had, and this was not a bad match for me. I enjoyed it. It was very physical. Of course, all these matches have been. Um, And they had the spots through the LEDs, and they went out into the quote-unquote crowd, I guess, if you want to call it that. Um, The problem for me is that nothing in this feud ever eclipsed the first match. I thought the first match they had was the best match of the series, and everything after that was sort of like, meh, okay, good, good, not bad. By any stretch, but not as good as what we saw. And Ginger, we talked about this with with Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly. Like that second match was good, but the mm-hmm. first match had been so much, so really different. There and, was there was more to bite on with that one, right? That it it sort of <clears throat> you the second one died by comparison, not mm-hmm. for a lack of anything, not as a discredit no. to, the, to the competitors, just because the first one was so good. And I sort of felt that same way here. Yeah, a little bit, but so I, I actually I, I enjoyed this match. Uh, again, back in the first match that they had, it was just two big guys beating the holy hell out of each other. And I think those kendo sticks they were using were fucking shoot, by the way, because they were fucking. It was literally ripping their skin open. It was like Big Woody uh, and Joe Mowgli. Yes, legit. <laughs> yep. Inside. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, but. I enjoyed it. Uh, the throwing through the screens with the pyro, and it's like, dude, that that doesn't happen to a television if you drop it on the floor, buddy. No, only to it an LED screen apart. on the stage. <laughs> like, 
So that was one little thing. But I, I, I. No, I like I this. I, I'm not. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's nothing negative. It's just that it was the the worst match of the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I also like the match. Uh, I wonder if they instead of announcing like that Drew was going to uh, fight Lashley at Mania, if they'd made this a number one, I think that would have helped. Yes, it would yeah. have like yep. given this some stakes. Hundred yeah. percent. They would have given it a little extra something. But they didn't. They didn't fucking do that because you know that would have been the you know the more logical thing to do. <laughs> right. No. Uh, no logic here, ladies and gentlemen. As far as the predictions, this was easily the most lopsided. Uh, <laughs> put it this way: more people believe Daniel Bryan was winning the Universal Title than believe <laughs> Sheamus was winning this match. In fact, the only person who thought Sheamus was winning this match was his fellow Ginger. Right here, <laughs> because I because I forget. I think somebody brought it up that it was probably it could possibly get turned into a triple threat. So. I figured they'd go that with the angle that if Sheamus won, he'd be like, "Well, why am I not in the championship match?" But again, logic. I, I, I thought they were going triple threat with the other one, and also still think they're going triple threat with the other one. But so, what, what, what did you think of that? I, I got to stop going second, John. What did you think uh, of of the match? Or, yeah, like, do you, do you think Sheamus should have won to make a triple threat or no? So, um, so I, I, I don't have like the aversion to triple threat main events, so like I wouldn't have minded it. Like, you know, okay. just gives gives another person, I guess, like three big people beating the shit out of each other could be more fun than two. But like, I don't really care either. <laughs> well, the more people beating the shit out of each other, the better, obviously. And they all seem to work really well together. Like, more on that, I guess, in a little bit. But yeah. All right. Well, moving on to the next match on the card. <sighs> Probably the most predictable uh, turn of events here. Uh, Randy Orton versus Alexa Bliss, mm-hmm. or as I like to call it, uh, we try to murder Randy Orton repeatedly. Uh, started <laughs> with uh, Randy Orton choking on the black shit as he's doing his entrance, which, to his credit, he's just like, nah, just give me a fucking towel, I'll choke to death. Um, <laughs> uh, he's, it, it's, it, that's the state of this storyline, is that he's just used to having this shit happen to him. Uh, Alexa comes out looking very pale. Uh, she's definitely deteriorating into this character, which I sort of... I, I like it, but I also sort of miss cute, sexy Alexa, but um, yeah. but that's fine. As long as we get back there eventually at some point. Uh, she tries to hit him with light rigs. Uh, she tries to throw fireballs at him, which apparently he's like immune to fireballs, or he's got one of those wristbands that just like, <laughs> um, <laughs> not sure what to happen there. Uh, uh, yeah, commentary said he blocked it. Yeah, because I guess know, people block fireballs all the time. Um, <laughs> then, of course, you see the hand. The hand comes up from the ring, and then the Toxic Avenger shows up to, uh... <laughs> yes! Uh, I'm so glad you said that, because that was my same exact yeah, thought. Yeah, Traumaville under the ring. Um, yeah, 
the the new version of the Fiend appeared, hit the sister Abigail on Randy Orton, and then I ask you boys, Alexa got the pinfall, but who really won? Because Alexa straddled him for like five fucking minutes. Yeah, I was surprised how how long she stayed there. She probably didn't want to move because Randy would have been embarrassed on TV. <laughs> That's fair. Ginger? She wanted to know how long the Viper was. Well, uh, one thing, uh, apparently not a big fan of this situation was Randy Orton's wife, who uh, <laughs> tweeted some, some, some words to Alexa, like, better not, girl, or something like that. Um, to which Randy said, it's okay, just ask Soldier Boy, it's fake. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, and then deleted a tweet about his he, wife being mad at him, so clearly she was finish. pissed. Sorry, guys, John? Oh, do you think he campaigned for that finish? <laughs> Might have. I, I, I can't imagine he wouldn't. I'll, I'll, I'll eat saying. this L, but you've, you've got you've to do the pin like this. Yeah. <laughs> um... I would do many illegal things to have been in Randy Orton's place. <laughs> Seriously, how hard do you think he was during that pinfall? Dude, I, dude the the Viper was ready to strike. It's <laughs> like that—that's what it is, man. Like that's where he was because, my God, not just my house, but that whole stadium would have been covered by me. If I was Randy Orton. <laughs> oh, man. I think we had that conversation on uh, yes. on last week. Um, yeah, it was definitely an interesting way to end it. So, what would you guys think of the new Fiend? I hate it. Okay. And John and I are on the same page, Ginger. I like the mask. I hate the clothes. And, like, the outfit and shit. I love the mask, how it's got the melted effect. But... Everything else is just... I don't like it. I, I, I just... I don't like The Fiend anymore. I did when he came back. I did. I, I wanted to like this character so bad. They mm-hmm. fucked it up so badly. I don't... I, I hate this. I hate everything about this. It's the paranormal shit. Yeah. That, you know, like, that ruined it. Yeah. I've basically been out since, like, Seth, I think. Since that like, giant... Um, since that giant mallet appeared under the ring. Um... <laughs> No, I just, uh, yeah, no, it's too much for me at this point. Superpowers yeah. and Alexa's moving shit with her mind and... Uh, <sighs> yeah, anyway. Uh, uh, I think the less we say about that, the better. But as far as our prediction poll, apparently a lot of people saw this coming because only myself, uh, Fetus Rhodes, Ginger... Gods of Juggalo and Joshua picked Randy Orton. Everyone else had Alexa correctly, so uh, congrats to everybody except me and those other people. Um, <laughs> I think Sal was upset that he didn't uh, put no contest as an option. I think Sal was upset that he didn't take that pinfall from Alexa. Um, Universal <laughs> Championship match. Roman Reigns, the champion, defending against Daniel Bryan in a match that just absolutely infuriated me. Um, This match was really, really, really good, and I expected it would be. I knew it would be with these two. I remember their previous match, which ironically I believe was at a fast lane too. Yep. Um, So these two are great in the ring together. Um, What infuriated me about this was the end, because uh, 
Daniel Bryan, obviously, accidentally hits Edge with the chair, and then he's got the the lock. Sorry, let let me let me interrupt you real quick. Uh, Did you think that they were going for a headshot with that chair? Because it totally fucking looked like it. It might have been. They they sold it well. I'm just saying. Obviously, they would a lot, especially with Edge. Right. But it. Look, I was like, oh, sh- oh my, oh, okay. Well, Edge oh, wasn't okay. a concussion guy, so. No, but still, it's yeah. pr- your neck is still taking impact from a steel right. chair it's as well. Taking impact of every move you take, dude. Yeah, no, but still. Yeah. A chair uh, to the fucking dome piece ain't gonna help it. <laughs> so Daniel Bryan gets the yes lock in. We get the great camera shot of Roman Reigns tapping. Of course, no referee to see oh. it. Uh, so beautiful. Yeah, really well like, done. Like, about there. to pass out and just light taps. Yeah. To Amazing. Great fucking work. Of course, gives Daniel Bryan the out, which will, I'm um, sure, lead to the triple threat at WrestleMania. Um, then Edge hits Daniel Bryan with a chair. Yep. Because face. And then, he, uh, and then he hits Roman with the chair. But apparently he hit Daniel harder because even though Daniel was the aggressor at the time of the original chair shot, then they both only took one chair shot. Roman just pinned Daniel. <laughs> so, it's a bad finish for sure. Still, still <laughs> Universal Champion Roman Reigns. Clearly we're headed towards a triple threat at WrestleMania, and I fucking, as much as I hate the build to Bianca and Sasha, I hate the build to this even fucking more because you have the ultimate story with Edge, the ultimate redemption story, the championship he never lost. The last match he had was at WrestleMania before his injury, where he defended a title. He never lost that title. He's coming back to be a world champion and reclaim the top of the mountain. All you had to do, and they did a great video package even telling you this story. <laughs> And in one instant, they decided the same mistake they made heading into WrestleMania with Roman Reigns, where they put him opposite Daniel Bryan, who's way pop- more popular, and now they can't trust Edge to be the main face in the storyline, so now they're shifting, and Daniel Bryan's going to be the face, and Edge will be the tweener, and the whole Edge redemption story is over, and Daniel Bryan's now the true sympathetic figure going into WrestleMania. They botched this shit from the beginning. <sighs> yeah, basically everything they've done with Edge since Elimination Chamber has felt like a misstep. Yep, hundred percent. I I don't get what we're doing with this guy. This was the this was such an easy fucking story to tell, and you just had to convolute it. So, I mean, it's pretty obvious it's going into a triple threat, which I think we've pretty much all said, mm-hmm. but. The one thing, and somebody brought this up to me, or I'm sorry, I, I saw it on so, on the socials. Did Roman Reigns have to drop his title when he was, was a leukemia? Is that yes. what he had? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yes. he he gave it up. Okay. Daniel Bryan had to relinquish his, right? Yeah. Or was his just a neck injury? Well, he relinquished the. Was it the heavy Intercontinental? Oh, he did the Intercontinental title. He relinquished that. But yeah, because he had the, the injury with Kane when he was the double champion, and then he had to give those up. So yeah. Okay. And Edge. 
It's actually kind of a cool story if they can bring those three together. But at the same time, it's like Edge should be, I mean, I, I don't want to say the main focal point, but it should just be Roman and Edge. Yep. Just that's it. That's the story you need. Yep. I, again, I, I don't mind that Daniel's in it. But at the same time, it's like, ah, oh, man. Like, uh, uh, I just wanted one-on-one. That's all I wanted. But I I, I thought it was kind of co- a cool fact that all had to relinquish titles due to an injury. But let's, let's, let's see if they can utilize the story and make it somewhat decent and save it for me. John, anything else? Um... Yeah, I uh, at this point I want it to be a triple threat because they've done such a bad job telling the Edge story that like Daniel Bryan is the reason that I'm sort of buying into it. Like uh, other than obviously Roman puts in good work every week, but like you mm-hmm. know it still works better if he has like something across from him that's compelling. And they just they pissed it all away with Edge, so having Daniel Bryan there gives me a reason to be uh, more invested. <sighs> Uh, as far as our prediction poll, only two people had Daniel Bryan winning. Uh, that was Troy Eater of Ass and Remo Gendro Gendro. I apologize if I'm saying that incorrectly. Uh, which means, and I'm just gonna, we actually had several people who nailed five for five on the prediction. So uh, congrats to uh, ZDP, David K, Blind Fury. I love this. El Ijo del Dico Loco. <laughs> Jeffy's Pud and Jackson, all perfect. Congratulations, guys. Everyone Congrats. else, thank you for participating. Uh, we appreciate all the love and support. So, And I legitimately almost forgot. Uh, that's why I put Ginger almost forgot, because I did it like maybe a select few hours before the pay-per-view. <laughs> so. Speaking of uh, things we didn't love to watch. Oh, boy. Back to the good, the bad, and the what the fuck, but this time of the Monday Night Raw variety. Let's kick it off with Ginger. Ginger, what was your good for Monday Night Raw? You said, I think you said you thought you and I would have the same one, so let's see if that's true. Oh, okay, that's just an honorable mention. It's not okay. a main focal Well, it is kind of a main focal point for you. Uh, Mandy Rose's outfit. Okay, yeah, that was good. <laughs> and yeah. especially when she did the fucking spread eagle fucking pin and the camera <laughs> angle was right there. Hot mama. And you wonder why you get the ginger is horny reputation on this show. Yeah, I just go deeper in depth with it. Uh-huh. So, so Randy Orton. Yeah, <laughs> I bet he <laughs> fucking did. Um, but it's kind of a combined one in a way. But after his match with Drew at Fastlane, then putting on a good match with Lashley, Sheamus has found his righteous place back in my heart. Okay. Uh, this guy has... I don't know what surge got put under his ass or something, but uh, the past, what, two months, he's actually made, like, he's been doing good. He's working with guys who he's okay, they're okay just beating the shit out of each other. It's fucking fantastic. It falls right into Seamus' style. Keith Lee would be another one, too, if he was still around that you could do that with. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I think they did, didn't they? Yeah, I think they did have a match. Yeah, yeah because it was uh yeah, 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 they did. Uh 
but yeah, he, he he's back home in my heart. Uh, I'm I'm happy that he is because I there was there was a little little tiny little hole missing, but he's back. So so Seamus good for you, a Seamus. Tiny little hole. Okay, good yes. to know. Uh, he's back <laughs> in his home. Uh, John, what was your good from Raw? Uh, one of them was uh, was the Lashley Sheamus match, which yeah. I uh, same. That was on my list as well. I don't know why it happened, but I thought it was better than last week's match. <laughs> um, uh, but I really liked the Oscar and Peyton Royce match. That was also on my list. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like it, it was like they let Peyton Royce work, which I wasn't expecting. I kind of, kind of figured that Oscar would just they're gonna. Tr- that Squash. they were going to try and build her back up as like something monsterish yeah. before Mania, but we got a better match out of it with Peyton Royce being competitive. And sometimes I forget that she's actually a pretty good wrestler. She's like, a very good wrestler. Like, yeah, like I, don't I, know, I believe I just, Bailey on the Stone Cold Sessions referred to her as the Sasha Banks level worker nobody knows about. Ah, gotcha. That that makes sense. But yeah, this this was good, and they should do more with Peyton Royce. Absolutely. Uh, one downside, Peyton didn't do her ass shake on the way to the ring. I was a little disappointed by that. Um, but that said, the match was really good. There were See, this is the difference with a match like this versus what we see with the women a lot. There were a couple of spots that were a little rough. Peyton got lost a couple times, it looked like. But because the match was 11 minutes and you had, you know, 10 and a half minutes of really good action, it's easy to forget that 30 seconds where things went wrong and they recovered. Whereas, it was just a bit by the ropes, right? Yeah. Whereas if you're talking like a two-minute match and 30 seconds of it is, is off, then you sit there and go, oh, fucking most of that match was a shit show. So mm-hmm. this is what happens when you give talented workers time. They will cover and they will make things work. And they both did. They were both fucking pros. I loved this match. I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was sort of a coming out party for Peyton for people to see what she can actually do when she's in there with a with a legit competitor. And I, I almost wish they had mentioned that these two had history down in NXT. Um, but they didn't do it. Uh, they, they've worked together before, and they were they, – I, I really enjoyed it. No, no, no joke. Yeah, the only on. downside for me was that this was the point in the show when I found out Ms. TV was going to happen, but <laughs> they, they played a graphic during this match, and I was like, oh, fuck. Okay, uh, so I had both of your choices on my list of goods, but I also had Rhea Ripley coming out and challenging Asuka for WrestleMania. So, first off... The triple threat match? First off, how'd you like that Rhea Ripley debut on Raw? I mean, I'm I'm happy to see her. I mean, you, uh, you, you put this over for for a week and a half now, and she didn't actually have a match. Right, that's fair. All she did was come out and challenge Oscar at WrestleMania. Like I would have given her a match to at least showcase her before, almost before you challenge Rhea, like uh, before you challenge Oscar. But small, small little detail there. Just, eh. um, but I loved. I, I just. The, the thought and the notion of something new and fresh and an exciting new talent getting pushed right to the top, right off the bat. Um, this I has now moved ahead in terms of, match, uh, of my anticipation ahead of Sasha and Bianca um, because it hasn't been watered down and ruined the way the other program has for me. Yeah. <laughs> 
Thank you for that insight, Ginger. Appreciate that. Well, no, you <laughs> kind of hit all the fucking points. Like, it's it's new, it's fresh, it's orgasmic for people that have been dying for this fucking stuff. Yeah. And they, they, they haven't worked before. I can't. I don't think they have ever in the ring. No, no. You're gonna get a first time. Oh no, no. They'll they'll have two matches between now and WrestleMania and tag team situations, <laughs> oh and maybe they'll face hope. Nia and Shayna for the tag titles next week. Oh my god. Ugh. Ugh. But uh, that brings us very nicely into our bads for Monday Night oh. Raw. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh. Uh, this might go under somebody's bad, but. I enjoyed the New Day, AJ, and Omas panter back and forth. Mm. I know it was fucking stupid, but it just made me fucking laugh. Um, uh, it was more my way to fuck, but... Yeah. It, like... The... <laughs> I feel I like the New why... Day is not as funny without Biggie. It, it, I don't know. It just it feels very forced on both ends. Like I said, it felt forced with Biggie trying not to be funny, and it felt very forced with... Kofi and Xavier trying to do it without Biggie. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I I like to like like the oh what's who's your favorite wrestler and what's your favorite color and what's your favorite ice cream. Well, they're and trying the they're fa- trying to create dissension. See, because Ginger, what they want to do <laughs> is have two guys go for the tag team titles who don't like each other. <laughs> well, it's not that they don't like each other. Well, no, they're trying to drive a wedge between them. They're trying to create that dislike. And the fact that Omas every time he answered was corpsing was. Just, just made it better. Uh, I, I will say I popped huge for for his favorite color is red. No, it's ma- mauve. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did appreciate AJ saying that's not a real color. Yeah. Like it's it shit like that. It just it made me fucking laugh. That like that part I enjoyed. That and AJ rocks with the little hip swivel. That reminded me of the uh, the AJ Styles Maria Canellas thing from New Japan. If you haven't seen that, oh, look it God. up. AJ dancing and that—it's sort of what it reminded me of. So I always like that. That's one of my favorite clips in wrestling history. So anytime I get reminded mm-hmm. of that, I'm happy. Yes. Uh, anything else, Ginger? Before we move no. to the bads? Um, no. no. All right. So then, John, your your turn. You're up with the bad. What's your bad for Monday Night Raw? My bad was the new day. Okay. I fucking well, hated it. <laughs> All really? Right. Okay. It More was so tough. than Miss TV. More than Ms. TV, which is oh, saying wow. something. Jeez. Uh, yeah, and more than having to watch the Miz and Jeff Hardy wrestle a match. Like, <laughs> like somehow it snuck in underneath. I just, like, uh, even before they got into the, the questions, just, like, the way they were talking, like, one would have to be a team. And, like, like yeah. the affected accent thing, like, it didn't... Oh, it was so fucking crazy. I'm wondering if Kofi putting on the fake accent was a sort of fuck you to the people giving shit to Apollo Crews over on SmackDown. Because I know Apollo is boys with Kofi, and it's I sort of got mm-hmm. the... I, I had to wonder if that was what that was a shot at. That that could be, but, like, the Apollo thing's working for me. So, yeah. like, uh, I, I have no complaints there, but, God, I hated this. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, Ginger, you're bad. Naya and Reginald. <laughs> so one of my bads was Naya and Shayna now hate each other, but they still beat another one of their contenders, and Reginald is still a focus because fuck that guy. So how about it, Ginger? 
how many fucking times do you have to pointlessly show Reginald on the outside while there's a fucking match going on? There were six shots of him just looking in the fucking ring, uh, and something was actually happening in the fucking ring. Nobody needs to see his fucking face on the television but do you while need the to match see him do a is flip in the middle of the ring while the match is going on. Um, the 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 match in there was catastrophic. It was fucking terrible. Uh, Shayna clearly doesn't give a shit about what's going on with her right now with her booking. Uh, and would you? And all and all. Who can blame her? Yeah. Nobody can fucking blame her. So it's unfucking real that Reginald is in the women's picture. There's no fucking need for it. No need. He's been at the all. most consistent piece of the women's division since what Royal Rumble. Yeah, that sounds about right. Unfortunately. Or even before that, because when was the match with Carmella and Sasha? Was that Survivor Series? Uh, after Survivor Series. First event after Survivor Series, right? Was it Hell in a Cell? Could've Is been. that the one that's after Survivor Series? No, because Hell in a Cell was... TLC. TLC, there you go. Yeah. I was like, it's one of the gimmicky ones. Yeah. <laughs> no, Hell in a Cell with Sasha and Bailey. That was good. Oh, yeah, that was good. But All right, uh, so... My bad. Why? In the fuck does Lashley win the title and two weeks later we're breaking up the Hurt Business? This should be your power faction. This should be your power group. This should be your new four horsemen right now. And instead, we're going to split them off. Cedric will go back to being a 24-7 guy. Shelton will go back to not being on TV. The only thing I can think of is, are they planning on turning Lashley face after WrestleMania? I thought that at first... And then later in the show, when, like, he was, like, trying to get fucking, like, the 24-7 people to, take out uh, Drew. like, take out Drew, then I was like, oh, well, maybe I was wrong about that. Because my uh, first instinct was, like, are they going to do a double turn? Well, like, he got upset that he didn't beat Sheamus cleanly. Like, that was odd. It was very, very weird for the Lashley character this week. Mm-hmm. But... I, I loved the Hurt Business. I think this is a great group. I think they they uh, just keep them together. Make them dominant. Stop me. Nah. Let's just let's split them. Just split them. Well, that's fucking well. You fucking split everybody else. That's good. I feel like this is so. one of those things where Vince goes through a whim where he loves factions and then he's like, ah, fuck it, break them up. Like, he broke up Retribution and he's starting to break up the Hurt Business all in the same week. And it sucks because the fucking Hurt Business is the most entertaining thing you have on Raw. It was. It has literally helped you carry about. Especially now that Retribution's gone. No, it, <laughs> like it, it. They MVP carry helping them and showing like the true talent of these guys because he joined up with them. When they joined up with him, but it's it's so fucking stupid to do this. Just leave them together. Give a good fucking faction a run, please, 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 please. Agreed. No more bullshit. Hundred <clears throat> percent. Uh, and my other bad was Randy Orton and the calling out the Toxic Avenger. So, oh my god, mm-hmm. uh, I had Elias still being on my TV. Um, I'm officially now ashamed that I own his hoodie. Um, and now Strowman Express gets oh, a choo choo. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that's that's gonna yeah. Go ahead. Okay. That's going to come up later, so if that's an honorable mention, we're going to talk about that in another list as a main choice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, 
anybody else have anything else for bad? I mean, obviously, Ms. TV is bad for me, but uh, oh, I, I, uh, I think that horse is long dead. Well, um, that'll be my first turn in the WTF, because I know Ginger wants to talk about Braun Strowman, so I will mention Hey Hey Hop Hop. Um, Ms. and Morrison's tribute, I guess, to Bad Bunny next <laughs> week, and we got treated to a highlight clip and it's just them in fucking bunny costumes dancing they have a furry fetish right that's where we're getting <laughs> it's gotta be that's where we're going i'm assuming um this was awful this is just fucking terrible so uh <laughs> yeah my what the fuck the miz in his entire process right now okay. get him off my tv fair get him off his miz tv was fucking terrible the fucking match with Hardy was just... I didn't need to fucking happen. Get him off my TV. I'm I'm tired of seeing him. You have many, 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 many more talents, especially standing right fucking next to him. Yeah, that free can, John Morrison, I, apparently. Dude, like... Hashtag free John Morrison, please. Okay, so... Is it safe to assume that Damian Priest was one of the people that got hit in this COVID outbreak? Yeah, oh yeah. Absolutely. Because we heard hours and hours of people discussing how it was going to be Bad Bunny and uh, Damian Priest versus Miz and Morrison, and that made some sense. This turning into a singles match between Bad Bunny and, and Miz and Priest no, nowhere to be found on Monday, i got to think there's a reason he's not there. Right. COVID? Which sucks, because I think that the whole thing of using Bad Bunny was to build Damian Priest to a higher level and now if he misses out on the payoff to that thing that's going to suck mm-hmm. I don't also th- the I match don't, is going think... to suffer yes the match will suffer but I, I don't think I think he'll be back before Mania hopefully and then they'll, then they'll turn it into a tag team match I hope so I really do uh, maybe they're just hedging their bets now to make it a singles match and know they can change it later if they need to it's easier to do that than it is to drop people yeah. from it mm-hmm. um, alright John what was your what the fuck and what part of the Miz's presentation was it uh, it was actually everything to do with Braun Strowman and okay. Shane McMahon. Okay. Like, uh, have at it. So, uh, for starters, the song was fucking garbage. Like, to be fair, a lot of songs are always garbage. Right. But, like, it's this entire feud is very, like, one note. And the note <laughs> isn't, like, entertaining the first time you hear it. And then they just repeat it over and over again with the Braun stupid. And it, yeah, sure, but it's not entertaining when you point it out to us, particularly. Uh, it just makes us want to not see Braun because he sucks. So, um, so, so given that the storyline is that Braun is stupid, right? Mm-hmm. Does it make you feel better about WrestleMania if I can tell you that they can bill it as the Brains versus Braun match? No, because that, that would involve me acknowledging that Shane is the Brains and... <laughs> Well, Shane will think he is. That's the whole point. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but, God, fuck him, man. The hell of a uh, voice on Shane, though. So that. so Shane is supposed to be the smart one in this. How come it is that Elias was able to memorize his lines for the song and Shane had to read his? Shane, <laughs> Shane seems to have a lot of problems with, with lines. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, and uh, like doing them before he talking... goes out to perform. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I don't know if I'm <laughs> about coke or uh, reciting them, but you know. All right. Uh, so, the episode. 
So let's get to the elephant in the room here, because as both members of this little group, uh, Jackson Riker and Elias, are on the floor, Braun goes out to the floor, and you start to hear something. You hear... (laughs) I had to stop, dead stop my DVR, rewind that shit, and said, they aren't really making choo-choo noises in the middle of Braun Strowman's match now, are they? (laughs) And sure as shit, that's exactly what they're doing. Who is this product geared towards? Because it has to be geared towards five-year-olds. That's the only people I could think of finding this shit entertaining. At the very least, this program is is for that that, uh, demographic, I guess. This is some of the worst shit they've done in a while. Choo-choo train noises during the match. Oh, yeah. Don't even, don't even, be... don't even, don't even disgrace the Vic Joseph's bell here because it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't deserve it. <laughs> Ginger, your thoughts. Oh my God, are you fucking kidding me? Who is the Goodness! that honestly thought? Hey, you know it would be fucking hilarious and great and would get over fantastically if when Braun goes outside and does that thing and we play fucking choo-choo train sounds. Thomas the fucking tank engine sounds on a fucking wrestling show about people kicking ass. Yep. That's what we got. That's what we fucking have. <sighs> Unreal. Let me tell you something. If I was watching this in a house and other people were there and somebody walked in and saw me watching this, I would have a really hard time justifying why I'm watching grown men throw each other around to ta- to fucking choo-choo noises. <laughs> I, I can't explain it. I said to you guys in the, in the host thread after Fastlane and after Raw, my fandom is hanging on WrestleMania. WrestleMania needs to be a fantastic show, or I might be done with WWE at this point. I just i I don't enjoy it anymore, and it seems like it's getting worse and worse every week. The storylines are awful; they're ruining things that are good. They're just and choo choo noises pretty much pushed me over the edge on Monday, <laughs> right? Because now I feel like I'm watching a children's show. I just. Uh, and if you guys can't see, Ginger's got his hands in his head and he's shaking his head back and forth. So it's fucking, it's despicable. <sighs> that I, I I can't wait till Vince is gone. I can't. Let me he's ask the you a only fuck. If uh, would you be okay with Hulk Hogan being the guest host for WrestleMania if at WrestleMania? Biggie and Apollo stop their match mid match and just go both beat the shit out of Hogan. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'd be sure. I'd be down for that. Okay. I just figure if in case anyone is listening, I'd put that out into the world because I'd really enjoy seeing that at WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I will say like easily the best part 
of watching WWE week to week is getting to come here and talk to you guys about it because they have not made it easy to actually get through the fucking product. No, they make it hard to be a fan of their product right now. And if I were, you know what, honestly, and we shit on AEW stands all the time and ginger and I particularly on, on NXT rundown, Mm -hmm. but here's the thing. I wish I had a product that I could be that excited about that. I could stand for that I could be that in love with, because it used to be NXT, and then NXT sort of got a little bit of that WWE stink on it. It's not as it's not as bad as WWE by any stretch, but you'll hear us talk every week about how, well, that's felt very WWE-ish, and that was never the case before. Um, but this product, there's, there's, not, there's no joy in this anymore, for me at least. It's I mean... God, John. I was just going to say, I, the joy I get out of it is just getting to talk about it with you guys. If, right. I, if I weren't doing the show, I don't know if I would be watching. I can tell you I wouldn't be. Uh, yeah, no, I, at this point, no, I wouldn't be. If, if, um, if it weren't for this show, I would probably just be watching NXT, maybe a little New Japan, and AEW, and I'd be a happy boy. Coming up after WrestleMania, NJPW Rundown, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I don't speak Japanese. It's going to be a problem. Jason and Ginger. But, uh, yeah. This is... They better snap the fuck out of it after... it. Like you said, if, they, if shit doesn't change with Mania and then... I, I don't know, man. This shit's fucking getting rougher and rougher. This was always the time of the year where creative started to get good, where we would be able to say, okay, yes. it's been a rough been a rough year, but they were really fucking nailing this WrestleMania build. Every year, that's how it was. And this year, the WrestleMania build has been just as bad as everything else through the course of the year. Possibly worse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, the, it, it's the Rona era. It's Ugh. fucking terrible. Let's just say you had the power. To eliminate five people from the WWE roster, who would you pick? Corbin. Uh, Okay. uh, John. uh, Braun is my first. Okay. Those both on my list. But go ahead. Uh, The the Mysterios. One or as a as a unit. As a unit. Okay. So we'll give you we'll count that as one. John. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, I feel actually I feel I I don't like Randy Orton. I'm okay. I'm I'm kind of over him. Uh, actually, I take that back. Jeff Hardy. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, I, I'm gonna steal one from John. This is gonna be the Miz. Mm. See, I think How the Miz not... has value if used the right way, but that's just me. Uh, I no, see no. no so... my book. So, so I look at a guy like Braun Strowman. I see no value in Braun Strowman at this point. Mm-hmm. But I see the Miz, who can be a smarky shit ass heel that can help get a face over. Uh, Nia Jax, also. Ooh, good choice. Me. Good choice. All right, so that's I think that's five, right? So that I, sounds about right. I'd be hard pressed to uh, to disagree with any of those selections. Um, <laughs> I would add Elias to that list. Yes. Yeah. And Jackson uh, Riker, get him the fuck out of yeah, there. Fucking yeah. asshole. 
Yeah. Um, let's see. Is there anybody else? <sighs> and I don't say this because I dislike the guy or because I don't think they're talented, but I, I just don't see what the point of Dolph Ziggler is at this point. Like, okay, yeah. I don't think he serves any purpose anymore. Um, Whoever is writing Matt Riddle's character now? Mm. Oh, yeah. How did his backstage spiel not make my bed? <laughs> All right, well, go ahead, John. Have at it. Uh, it was, uh, I, I don't really have a lot to say. I just feel like it's worth mentioning that it was atrocious, and the only good part was Seamus hitting him with a fucking scooter. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yes, the Seamus, the Seamus part was bad. I am going to admit that I chuckled a little bit when AJ and Amos are walking down the hall and then just randomly Riddle drives through the shot on his scooter and yells, hey, Skipper, and he's gone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And then you just get AJ, Skipper, I, I'm, not, I, been, I'm not even a team captain anymore. That was Survivor Series. Like, just talking, but he's not talking to Riddle. He's just talking to himself. Um, oh I, I actually did chuckle at that that part, but it was that small little burst and it was done... That was decent comedy with Riddle, but um, just the babbling bullshit they I give feel him. with Riddle, it's such a fine line. Like his character's not that much different than it was in NXT, but there's a very fine line between where he was in NXT and you know how much fish could Bobby Fish fry if Bobby Fish could fry fish. And this are not that far off, but they're far enough off that one was funny and one's just really fucking annoying. Yeah. Yep. I didn't even like his character in any state. So oh, like, oh, dude. I, uh, he's always been a guy that I'm only into for the matches. Uh, the Pete Dunn stuff uh, was great. Dude, Pete Dunn stuff was the fucking gold. He's a beautiful man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so let's do this. We did we did that fun game of who we, who we could cut. I think we might have even done this before, but let's say... You could each send three people back to NXT. Who would you pick? Aleister Black. Uh, if he was still working, Andrade. And then, um... Ooh. Ah, uh, it's, uh... Probably... Oh, see, now it's tough. Because I'd go with Dijakovic and Keith Lee. Okay. John? Uh, Ali, I think, would do really well down there. Um, Ricochet? Okay. No, yeah, okay, Okay, yep. And... I'm trying to think of if there's a a female talent that I think would would benefit from going down there as well. Like, maybe fucking Ruby Riot, honestly. Like... Okay. Okay. Um, I can't disagree with any of those picks. I would include Riddle in there, and I would include Buddy Murphy. I think Buddy Murphy could be an NXT champion. Oh, shit, yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, those are oh. the hopes and dreams that WWE has dashed from us. But we hope you've Fuck enjoyed this. at least wallowing in the misery with us here on WWE Rundown. And we are on the road to WrestleMania. Now, there are, in fact, we joked around, but there are no more pay-per-views between now and WrestleMania. <laughs> so we got, what, two weeks of TV, I think, and then by the time we come out of WrestleMania, they won't even be in the Thunderdome anymore. 
they'll be uh, they're moving to a campus down in Florida. I forget what which campus it is, but uh, they'll be leaving Devil Rays Stadium there, uh, Tropicana Field, and uh, moving to a new location. I don't know. I think they're bringing the Thunderdome, or I don't know if they're going to switch and transition, start having some fans in there since they're doing that at WrestleMania. But we'll stay tuned and find out. But we want to thank you for joining us on this edition of WWE Rundown. Thank you, Ginger. Thanks, man. It was fun, but a lot of a lot of negative shit. Smart the fuck up. <laughs> it's not even like it used to be fun to bitch about the negative stuff. Like it feels like now it's just all so much negative that it's hard to even get excited about yeah, that. It's, it's crazy. So bad. Uh, John, thanks for joining us. Uh, no worries. I, uh, in, in lieu of my normal nonsense, uh, I just wanted to take the moment for us to appreciate the fact that we got through that list of people to take off of TV and didn't get to uh, Natalia and Tamina, which is how bad it is that yeah. we filled that up without even considering them. Holy shit. It's 100% true. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we will smack your ass raw. I'm gone for one week. You stealing my fucking gimmick? <laughs> Later, everybody. Uh, yeah, bye. Uh, hopefully, yeah, next week will be decent. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows, as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there, or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Network. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling, and you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash thesalzereffect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production. <laughs>